Bush and Ritchie here with another daily takeaway. At least we're here for it. I'd love to work uh, in an industry where you can suddenly just say, inset day. Let's have an inset day. Got an inset day we've got to deal with uh, tomorrow. Um, it's, it's, I mean, t- tomorrow's January the 26th. School's only been back for about two and a half weeks mm-hmm. and suddenly ready for an inset day. What's that all about? And what do they do? Like, what what they do doing? they do? I, I wonder whether they're like, they use the playground and they bayonet like grains, uh, bags of grain, like in, the, in a training for the Second World War or something like that, <laughs> go underneath nets. <laughs> Do you know what? Before Christmas, there was an inset day that was around about kind of like Black Friday kind of time. And I kind of thought, do you know what? Fair enough. Go and do your Christmas shopping. That's fine. But January 26th, I just don't get it. Well, do you know what? I have to say, our our girls' school have got the right idea. What they do is they don't have any inset days at all during the year. They combine them all into one big extra week on half term. So what it actually lets you do is still get in a bit of the older normal holiday uh, expense. Oh, which is is a privilege that goes normally. So, you know, you might even be able to get yourself to Centre Parks without paying 300% markup, (laughs) possibly. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We want to talk after hours drama, first of all. Have you ever uh, experienced it in any way, shape or form, whether it's at work uh, or out and about, uh, a place you would normally see after hours? Because that's what happened to us yesterday evening. We had a board game night uh, amongst the home time team straight after the show yesterday evening, but we held it here at work as we played The Godfather. Not a board game I'd played before, but one that you had bought in. So good. It was great fun. It's good that you, you it's kind of, uh, you'll play a little crime family. It's, it's based on, obviously, the Godfather movies, but you kind of, like, can, I don't know, stitch each other up. We, yeah. we were chucking each other in the Hudson. Yeah. You know, with all this kind of crime stuff that was going on. It was interesting. And that's where the drama, the after-hours drama began. Don't worry, it wasn't too unsavoury. No, this was drama, but in the little kitchenette. Because, obviously, we'd just come off the end of the home time show. Yes. And we're getting ready to play a board game. And we thought, well, rather go out and it's January and none of us have got too much and all that at the moment. Let's do it at work. So we brought in a few snacks. Here to have, once again, after hours at work after the show. And that's when our producer, Nick, decided that he was going to microwave some popcorn. And that started going badly very, very quickly. I've, I've never seen anyone do that before, I'll be honest with you. I've never no. seen anyone microwave popcorn. He said, don't worry about it, it, it just it, um, expands within its actual bag. It'll be fine. <laughs> and it wasn't fine. No, it wasn't fine as it started to go black and pop noisily and smoke started coming out of the microwave and then wafting its way down the top floor. And Bush and I are beginning to look up at the fire detector and thinking, don't come this way, smoke. How do we open these windows? But it's the sixth floor. The windows don't open up here for obvious and safety reasons. Uh, we were doing that thing where we were flapping tea towels around to try and get the uh, the smoke away from the smoke detectors. So. Uh, and it's not as if there's many other staff in here at that time of night. It was a nightmare. Now, thankfully, I don't know how we managed, but nothing went off and everyone was safe. But I had visions of some sort of email being sent around the next oh, morning, yeah. us being hauled before management. Which, you know, the weirdest thing was as well, we were playing um, probably slightly illicitly, which goes along with the yeah. thing of, uh, you know, the crime of the Godfather, that kind of thing. But we were playing in the top, the main boardroom upstairs. <laughs> and that's where our, like, the, the proper big bosses of, yes. of our radio station, of our company live and exist. So imagine if the sprinklers had gone off in there. Oh, it would have been absolutely horrendous. Wouldn't have been on today, that's for sure. The Daily Takeaway.
Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. The after hours thing is interesting because you get to see places where normally there's loads of people, but mm. you've got the whole place to yourself. So my, my kind of after hours story to chuck in the ring on this is uh, I, I ended up at a party tagging along with uh, Rob Beckett, who used to do rock and roll football for us, uh, Dangerous Matt Dyson uh, and producer Brian. So it, was the, it was the rock and roll football team from back in the day. And Rob had been invited to this party, a private party by one of the directors at Arsenal Football Club. Oh, wow. So we went to a party at the Emirates Stadium, yeah. but uh, on like a Saturday night. So the entire stadium, which you could see from this bar, was completely in darkness. Amazing. So normally there's thousands of people yeah. there normally, but we had the kind of run of the place. It was brilliant. Run of the place, run, run of somewhere, got an amazing pitch like that as well. I know, it'd be good. There in front of you like a carpet. You could go, we, 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 we took some drinks and just sat in, in the stands. That's incredible. Completely empty. This is the Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. Don, what after hours activity did you get up to? Right, so when I was on a new build site, um, building some new houses, um, after everybody had got home, it was on a summer's night, I thought I'd tidy the site up a bit. So I jumped in the telehandler, which um, had a, a, a skip on it that you just put the forks into. So I loaded all the rubbish into the skip um, on the telehandler, and I went over to the big skip. But the big skip was next to a, a wall that not long being built a couple of days earlier. And uh, as I'm extending the boom out, I'm ready to tip. I nudged the wall, and the, the wall was a good couple of metres long and a good couple of metres high. Uh, and I just nudged it, and it went down like a set of dominoes, like oh. onto a new drive. Wow, so, so there's this worrying about burning a bit of popcorn. You, you knocked down accidentally an entire wall. <laughs> The entire wall, yeah, yeah. So the you're the site manager, that. Dom. We, we don't spend much time around building sites. You're the site manager. So what happens the next day when everyone comes back in and the wall that was there is now not? Uh, deny all knowledge. It was all cleaned <laughs> away. It never, ever happened. It was all in the skip, covered over. What wall? Yeah. Hey, well... Uh, I- I just want to confirm you're not working on Everton's Bramley Moor dock, uh, Dom. No, I, no, I couldn't do that to myself, mate. Sorry. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I think we can see where that's going. Well, you stay away from it, knocking stuff down. <laughs> I will do. <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Uh, I've been after your after-hours stories. Uh, Jane, a workplace incident? This was in the, um, the late 80s, and we backed onto Darren Alleyway, the NatWest. Uh-huh. We had our Christmas party and we were playing snooker and everything and things got slightly wild as the night went on and the snooker ball went into the window of the NatWest. Um, now, we, our company obviously had a complaint on the Monday morning about the fact that the, we'd broken the window um, but me and my colleague went in and asked if we could have our ball back. Jane, regarding a, a snooker ball going through someone else's window on a Christmas party, was, was this high jinks with balls or was it just a really bad shot? It was a very bad shot. Wow. wow. Really bad shot. So it goes out of the window of the building it you're in. It goes off the table to begin with. And into somebody else's building. That's crazy. <laughs> Our staff room was on the, the top floor and our, our windows were open because it was so hot because there was that many of us in the room. And it was, it was just a really bad shot and it went straight over, straight through the that west window. Wow. And I'm not being funny, the quality of the windows back then wouldn't have been like it would be now. Oh, that's still quite one hell of a bad <laughs> shot. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. <laughs> That is amazing. It's not far a distance. It's only a couple of metres. It's not, you know, it's not far when you actually look. Well, look I mean, I, I've seen a pool ball land in somebody's pint glass when it's a bad shot in, in, in Swansea back in the day, but it flying through an open window and smashing someone else's window is, is just a new level. I do think it was deliberate. I don't think it was, although it's claimed to be an accidental shot and, and, and it was always maintained it was accidental. I wouldn't want to crush his thunder on the, the, the radio by saying it wasn't accidental. But well, 35 you know. years on now, it's an unresolved <laughs> Ball incident. 
I think I think this is a new Netflix series, The Snooker Ball. <laughs> this is the Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. I've got Elaine that's waiting on the uh, on the line for us. Elaine, what are you up to right now? Well, I'm just feeding the birds. Been feeding the birds? Your own birds in the house or birds outside in the back garden? Birds outside in the back garden. There's a very anxious female, um, large bird thing <laughs> trying to get the mealworms. Okay, yeah. cool. Not very specific about no. the, the uh, species, but that's fine. <laughs> it's uh, a la- pheasant. A what? It's a pheasant. Oh, it's a pheasant. You've got a pheasant in your back garden? Yes. Well, there you go. What breaking news here on Home Time. Not what I was expecting for a bird feeder. <laughs> um, what's your after-hours story, Elaine? Well, we had an office right opposite the Molyneux, which is the wall ground, and we had a very acquisitive finance director who liked to get every penny out of everything. So he decided to rent out our car park to the Wolves, and they used it on match days for VIP guests. And the idea was that he would tell, the finance director would tell us all when there was a match on, in case we were working late. But he failed to do it one night, and I was working late, and I came out about... Eight o'clock, quarter past eight. My car was completely surrounded by all these cars and I couldn't get it out. And so I had to ring the ground. Well, make a note of all the numbers of cars that were in the way. There were about five or six. Ring the ground, wait for them to do a thing on the tannoy, wait for five different drivers to come back to the cars wait for them to work out how they were going to get out in what order. And then I got my car out, so I didn't get home till about 10 o'clock. Elaine, I mean, I I love your ingenuity. Uh, And one of the things that I love about this story is that having been to so many football matches, probably like Bush as well, whenever someone goes as a a registration read out or, you know, Mr Smith, could you please uh, make your way out the ground? (laughs) You always just go, oh, right, what's happened? What's going on? (laughs) That's brilliant. Five of them all for your car. I love it. Yes. Well, I didn't love it. I was very, very cross with the finance director. Elaine, lovely to hear from you. We'll leave you to go and feed your pheasants. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, so, look, look, we've got a brand new show mascot. You can hear the kind of um, little spring in our step that we've got on a performance level. Uh, it's a blue boy oil painting of a little boy painted, we think, an original by Thomas Gainsborough. <laughs> Worth quite a lot of money. Uh, and we bought him on Facebook Marketplace. He's in the studio at the moment. But we had a bit of a brainwave on yesterday's show, if you're listening, where rather than keep the Blue Boy oil painting in here, where it's getting drawn on by the likes of Leona Graham from the No Repeat Guarantee, or have googly eye stock on it as a bit of a joke by who knows who, didn't, I don't even know, did it. Why don't we send uh, the Blue Boy painting out to meet you, our amazing listeners? So over the past 24 hours or so, we've been inviting bids from you guys. If you would like the Blue Boy painting to hang in your workplace get in touch uh, and uh, art is universally and throughout the ages popular isn't it uh, and that has been shown by the sheer volume of people uh, that have been falling over themselves to have the blue boy in their workplace hey bush and richie i work at a training facility in worcester where each room is themed i.e like liam perrin's room which has got pictures of liam perrin's worcester sauce up I'm sure the director would allow me to have the Blue Boy room if you allow us to look after your portrait. Or even better, we can have a Blue Boy reception for everyone to see. Thank you, Kelly at Quanta Training. Hi, Bitch and Richie. My name is Sam. I'm a physician associate in Freeman Hospital in Newcastle. 
We'd love to have the blue boy in our doctor's office. It's a very depressing office, magnolia walls, no windows, very, very depressing. And we need something to brighten up that space for us. Hey, Bush and Richie. Uh, Guy walking here from Boxersley Fire Station. We wouldn't mind giving Blue Boy a temporary home if the office still going. Imagine the effects of some good quality art when you come back for a, a fire or another incident. Thank you. Hi, Bush and Richie. Love the show. Hate your football teams. Speaking of which, I'm working at Wembley Stadium. I could get Blue Boy some picks. Cheers. Sam from Stevenage. Hey, Bush and Richie. My name's Tom. So I work in a brand new paint shop in Reading, thinking what better place to display a painting than in a paint shop. Uh, it's open to the public, so anyone that comes in can have a look, and hopefully it will get people through the doors. Thank you. Well, some amazing stuff that's come in over the past 24 hours. Thank you to everyone who's left us a voice. Now, we've got, what a choice. We've got uh, a Worcester sauce room, yeah. a hospital reception, a fire station, a, a paint shop, and Wembley Stadium, yeah, to name I'm but a few. A little bit concerned that the fireman actually wanted to uh, set fire to the Blue Boy. And, we can't uh, have that happen. I'm, I'm loving the logic of Tom uh, at the paint shop, thinking that uh, because it's a painting, it belongs in a paint shop, and that it'll actually get people through the doors. Well, you know, excuse the pun, but it does what it says on the tin. I guess... Very good. Thank you very much. Ron Seal gag of the night. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I will say a big thank you for all of your applications to have our Blue Boy oil painting that we bought on Facebook Marketplace for 25 quid, but could be an original. Hanging on the wall of your workplace. Uh, one office or place of work, though, that of all of them that have come through over the past 24 hours has kind of captured our imaginations. We've got Ellie on the line right now. Ellie, uh, remind people listening right now where you work. We talked about you a bit on yesterday's show. Hi, thank you. Yes, um, so we are the Big Cat Sanctuary uh, down in Smarden, a charity dedicated to the conservation of endangered cats. Uh, so we've got 37 different cats down here, 11 different species. Um, And, yeah, we'd love to have um, Big Boy Blue down here for some um, selfies. That's fantastic news. I mean, we've had so many people, uh, naturally, with the uh, prestige of the uh, the Big Boy Blue, uh, to uh, get in touch with us and uh, wanting to uh, to have him uh, at their workplace. Uh, but this is one that really stood out. It is one that stood out, yeah. Ali, and we, we just love the idea of potentially having uh, the Blue Boy painting or the Big Boy Blue, as yeah. you like to call him, which, which is cool, each yeah. to their own. It's a bit of art at the end of the day. It's, it is what you make of it. Uh, yeah. s- hanging up. Uh, surrounded by 37 different species of cats. So, Ellie, yeah. huge news. Spread the news to the rest of your workplace. Uh, yeah. We have chosen you guys as the location wow. for the, the guest residency of the Blue Boy Oil painting. Oh, that's fantastic. They'll all be over the moon. Are you yes, talking about the, the cats or uh, your workmates? <laughs> <laughs> the workmates, but um, I'll let the cats know as well. They'll be Brilliant. really pleased. That's good. And have you got a wall in mind, a particular wall in mind that the, the painting will be hung on? Um... I think we'll go quite near the snow leopards. We've got some lovely snow leopard cubs here, so we're going to uh, perhaps put um, Blue Boys painting by by them. That'd be good. That's lovely. That what, what he would have wanted. What that, Gainsborough would have wanted. And and yeah. uh, the Blue Boy will be able to get really nice, up and close and personal with the cats, won't he? Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. Within within reason, because obviously it's, it's a multi-million <laughs> yeah, pound so painting. We've got the standoff area, so the keepers will put it right on the edge of the enclosure so they can come up, uh, have a good sniff, and then we can get some good pictures. So, yeah, it'd be great. Amazing. So, uh, it, it's going to be, a, we're, we're going to bubble wrap him up and then get him yep. sent to you over the weekend. So, where okay. are you based and where are you located? Because people can come and see the, the, the painting in situ yep. from the middle of next week, I <laughs> As guess. As if I haven't got enough reason to go down and visit. <laughs> no, no, it's great. 
Um, so we're down in Smarden in Kent. Brilliant. So, uh, quite near Ashford, um, just outside Headcorn Village. Brilliant. Well, listen, if you like big cats and you like art, what a combination. Head down to the Big Cat Sanctuary right now and get both those things in one hit. Lovely to speak to you, Ellie, and thanks yeah. so much for taking yeah. the Blue Boy. That's great. Thanks for choosing us. It's brilliant. Thank you. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. The noise of the past. Bush and Richie's Sound of the Decades. Absolute 80s. Yes, yeah, so to celebrate the fact that it's one home time show, nine different playlists, you can choose the music that goes with the show. We're focusing on different decades sequentially. At the moment, it's the 80s. We've got a sound effect that's synonymous with the 1980s. All you've got to do to win yourself a DAB Digital Radio is guess what this is. But no one's guessed it so far. Uh, yeah, day three of this sound. And Tony's next up to guess. Where are you, Tony? In Amesbury. Right, have you had a good day, Tony? You sound a bit urgent. No, I'm fine. I'm great. You sure? <laughs> I'm good, sure. We're not convinced. Uh, what do you do, Tony? I deliver car parts. Oh, right. Just all sorts of car parts or any parts in particular? Um, all sorts for different types of cars. What about a, uh, a right-hand uh, passenger... No, driver's door of an X3. Got one of them? No. We, don't, we mostly brakes and shoes and bags. That's a shame. Why? What's got? Oh, you've got your got a dent. Got a bit of a ding going on. <laughs> I'd say. Uh, anyway, enough of uh, this car park chat. Went as well as my uh, weekend. Absolute eighties present the chat yesterday as well. Well, should we quit whilst we're ahead? Let's do that. Uh, let's talk about uh, decades of choice, Tony. Uh, which is the decade that you listen to Home Time with? Absolute original. Absolutely original. original. That's a first. <laughs> loving that. Absolutely loving that. And obviously, this is a sound that is synonymous with the 1980s. What were you doing during the 80s, Tony? I was fixing the thing that I think the noise is from. You were what? I was fixing the things that the noises come from. Fixing oh. the thing that the noise is. What was that then, Tony? I believe it's a waste disposal machine. So in the 80s, you were fixing waste disposal machines. Yeah, in people's houses. Well, it's like, you sound like you might be in Ghostbusters or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just like there with a the backpack on fixing things. Let's have a listen one more time. So you mean those those things that posh people have got in sinks that kind of like chew up all the food and get rid of it? Yeah. It's a good shout. Yeah, very good shout. Let's have a listen. You're a loser oh. and you have lost. Sorry, Tony. That's all right. You've fixed so many of them in your life, you're hearing things now. <laughs> Love the show, guys. He's gone. He's, He's gone. Go. He's all business. Thanks for getting involved. What are you doing the rest of the evening, Tony? What What does the rest of the evening hold for you? Dog walking now. OK, hopefully that's not coat. <laughs> Have a good night, though, all right? Thank you very much. I like him. Yeah, He's I like him too. He's a bit dangerous. There's something dangerous about Tony, <laughs> and I like him. And Sound of the Decades will return for a fourth time for that digital radio with the 80s sound on Monday. Woof, woof. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. It's time for Find a Word for, uh, where we see even it's I hard, can't isn't it? do it. I can't it's hard do to it. explain it. It's one of the, do, you, do you know what? For a future week, this is one of those situations. We'll find a word for when you can't find a word for something. You literally just can't think of the word for it. <laughs> but that's what we're doing. We're finding a word for those situations in life that don't actually have words. Uh, for example, this situation. We want to find a word tonight for that thing where you wear the same pair of pants for more than one consecutive days. No term for it, is there? There's no term for it at the moment. It, you, you might want to explain that to someone that that's what you're doing if you have a good relationship with them. Yeah. But there's no way of kind of 
boiling that down into kind of one word or phrase. And here's an interesting little thing. When we, when we were talking about doing this uh, last night, ahead of play, we actually do plan this show. Uh, we were wondering whether, is this just men? Are men the only people? Boys, the only people that would wear pants for more than one consecutive days? Females listening to this right now, is this something that you do as well? Because we don't know. Be pretty sure. We're pretty sure they do. Pretty but, sure. But we, we don't want to, like, uh, be, you know, presumptuous. Everybody gets to the end of a washing cycle and suddenly realises they're in some kind of pant crisis. Yeah, caught short. Is that your suggestion? <laughs> <laughs> no, pant... Pa- <laughs> sounds like a band. <laughs> yeah. Are they DJing with Tim Burgess and Gary Neville? From the 80s, yeah. Pant Crisis, their support act. No, I was going to go with Grundy Cycling. Oh, I like it. Thank you. Grundy Cycling. Grundy Cycling. You've got recycling. This is Grundy Cycling. Grundy Cycling. It's good. And what you're going to find out this evening is, is everyone's little different word for underpants Yes, as exactly. Well. Grundy's is one. I was going to suggest Gusset Gamble. <laughs> because you just don't know how it's going to go. You don't know how it's going to pattern. You've also got that thing in the back of your head as well. Like, what if you do have, God forbid, a road accident? That's always that thing, isn't it? Yes, and then they're on back to front. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, uh, lots I mean, that, to consider. That, that, that is implying that's what people do. If you if you do it two consecutive days, you've then gone back to front rather than just going two consecutive days. But when I have gusset gambled, to be completely honest with you, I don't turn them inside out because that seems kind of weird. Then you've, you're doing terrible things to your jeans. I think what you're doing is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> hey, look, this is for the good of the show. I only did it as an experiment. <laughs> Okay. Uh, right. Oh dear. Find a word for <laughs> uh, that situation where you are basically wearing your pants a couple of days running. Uh, Barry from Dundee says, repetta pant. <laughs> Deary me. Uh, we've got Anna on the line. Anna, what is your suggestion for the word? Pantinuation. Pantinuation. I mean, that is a word you could see in the, in the Collins Gem English Dictionary. <laughs> and when you think more about it, you could equally say, oh, he's pantinuating. Yes, it's a verb. <laughs> we haven't had an answer back from the female listeners yet, but is that thing girls do, or is it just boys that do awful stuff like this? Uh, I mean, I don't think girls do it anywhere near as much as boys do. Maybe if we were absolutely desperate. She's not ruling it out. Very diplomatic answer though. from Anna, that yes. one. Yes. Leaving, leaving a little uh, leeway there for <laughs> it actually being a thing. So thanks for the intel. Thank you, Anna. Okay. Every day this show is an education for Bush and myself. That's it, what it is. It is. It really is. The <laughs> Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. So there's the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we started off by uh, Richie t- saying that you've got uh, an inset day to deal with uh, tomorrow. So that's terrible when you, when you have your, your your lad with you for the day with Colin with dealing with it. But you've got to come up with a plan. <laughs> yeah. Where, what are you going to do with Rocco then tomorrow? Uh, Where are you taking I, I'd love to be able to give you a plan. Uh, but at the moment, I think Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lucky lad, isn't he? He really is. Uh, if you are a teacher listening to this podcast and you want to uh, whistleblow uh, as to what actually goes on on an inset day, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk, mark your email, inset whistleblower.